Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop. I am Wood. Made daily. With organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken Pencil Logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Marked safe from yet more bullshit and chicanery. <sighs> Mark out here for a pimp. Mark no. Mark safe from having light skin moments. <laughs> First of all, before we even get started, you ugly motherfuckers ain't gonna be mocking me while I'm doing this podcast. And that's straight the fuck up. Because <laughs> I don't feel you in my spiritual spirit. <laughs> Boy. Your water ain't got enough charge to fuck with a cat like me. <laughs> Man, I need, I need to seek out some of the people I know from Cleveland and get an explanation. I think I think they need to even need explanations. So there's that. Suave, what the deal, man? Uh, another day in paradise, living the dream. Ah, uh, yeah. Pardon Try me. not to say anything that gets me released from WWE. Oh, we marked safe from that too. You know what I'm saying? For now. For now. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of, get that get that mass text. Hey, speaking of, we can if we can just jump into the shit, cause uh, you know, yeah, ain't no formalities, you know. We ain't, we ain't gotta, you, we ain't gotta finesse nothing. You, you know, we about we got the shit. Um, what? I don't know. I guess the biggest news of the week coming off of the heels of War Games twenty twenty one. What the deal? The imminent uh, door opening and closing behind. Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Gargano. Gargan. Or or Gargano. Yeah, Gargano. That, that's better. <laughs> and Kyle Gone Riley. <laughs> Kyle Go Riley. <laughs> like go your ass somewhere else and get this money. Yeah. Um, they they playing in Cartoon Land. In true NXT fashion. If, if their contracts hadn't been expired, they'd be free to go in 30 days. But we are under the impression that they are free and clear to go effective immediately. They, <laughs> you know what the fuck is happening. Like they, <laughs> they're pushing people out. This is the paradigm shift that we all feared. They first, taking this shit back to 95. First, if you want to start acting like we live firsthand, like it doesn't get any worse than the shit that we about to see right now coming through. Uh, I just, man. I, war, first off, this did you watch the War Games match at all? I know you're on NXT right for the moment. I am on NXT right. Um, for the TV show, I knew we were gonna have to discuss this on some level for the show so I was like I'll tune in I ain't really gonna pay attention what happened was Sunday was trash for football every game was lackluster and boring as fuck especially when the Blue Star Gang is not playing so my levels of interest wavered 
I had I had one fantasy league where the team performed. The other fantasy league came up a little short. So I was like, by the time it got to the Sunday night football game, I'm like, these motherfuckers don't even seem like they're trying. So I turned on War Games on the cock pause about um, when did I join in? What's the order of the matches? And you know, I don't know half. I, listen, I'm I'm gonna keep it a whole foul wow with you. The only match I watched was the War Games match. So I might have seen one. No, that I tuned in during at the the finish of Joe Gacy and uh, Roderick Strong. Well, I, you know what? I did watch that match too. That's how forgettable it was. That's I tuned in during that, and I saw whatever happened afterwards. But I was on my phone fucking around trying to you know <laughs> trying to count fantasy points, <laughs> and it's like this. I'm not inspired by this. Like this is trash. <laughs> like you got the fucking Brooklyn Brooklyn brawler in the main event of a takeover. Kiss my ass, bro. <laughs> Brooklyn Brawler 2.0. And this is not an indictment on the person playing the part of of Tony D'Amato because that's where we are now. It's the person playing the part of so-and-so. Oh, man. It's just this casted talent. Like, yeah. I mean, even- this is nothing against him, but at no point in 2021 do I need the Brooklyn Brawler rehashed and reimagined. Yeah, we don't, not just the Brooklyn Brawler, but a Mama Luke. We don't need a Mama Luke in the ring. Oh my God. You didn't do right by the first ones. <laughs> you didn't do right by Vito and Johnny the Bull. So what make you think I want? You didn't do right by Nunzio. No, fuck that. You didn't do right by Lil Guido. There you go. Put some spec on it. Tony Mama Luke, you didn't do right by them. So I don't want to see you bring another uh, Italian mob. What's the, what's the lowest level of involvement? Uh, affiliated, he's been like a he's damn near like an so, enforcer. So okay, so he, you know he's a he's a debt collector. You, so you know with the mob allegedly with the mob, the yeah, only we, way uh, we, we have no working knowledge of the mob whatsoever. The only way that you can actually become a quote unquote made man is to be a full blooded Italian. Oh no, he's nowhere near made man status. He's <laughs> like you know I'm the guy that comes to knock on the door to collect on you know whatever you owe. He's like Rocky. <laughs> oh my god now I fucking see it you remember Rocky 1 where he was going around and, and collecting debts on, on from bookies and bookies, shit yeah. that's exactly he, that is Tony D'Amato all the way down to the fingers cut out of the fucking gloves man I just I really hope oh, I, I, I really hope there's absolutely no reason to turn him baby face ever you know they will that's the problem that's and the he problem gonna, Here's the other part. He gonna print money as a baby face. Because uh. <laughs> this gonna be corny as shit. He gonna print money. Just, just, he, just safe he, enough. He gonna have a. He gonna steal some shit like from Enzo. His fucking catchphrase. Man, how you doing? Hey, 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 bada boom. <laughs> right, it's fucking Andrew Dice Clay meets Rocky meets the Brooklyn Brawler. Like if we already have the big bad booty nephew in in the uh, in the main event. Like why? Why can't we get a random bada boom in here? What was it? The the dog, the the, the puppy faced nephew or puppy puppy faced gremlin? They're just gonna they're gonna figure out which of these catchphrases phrases is not already copywritten, and that's gonna be the one they run with. Man, oh boy! <laughs> whatever whatever Italian stereotype phrase is available trademark wise, that's the one they'll run with. Regardless, we saw DIY for the last time, at least for the for the current future, for the foreseeable future. Uh, put differences aside for the sake of the black and gold brand who took the 
the biggest of L's from um, one uh, Braun Breaker, to whom we found let's out. Let, let, which let's I be honest, that feud that feud had run its course before even before the cinematic match around WrestleMania at thirty six time. Well, here here's the sad part is now following a loss at Halloween Havoc. Braun Breaker is seemingly going to go up against Tommaso Ciampa at uh, New Year's Evil for the NXT. No, title. I I did I did because you know T- NXT still gets DVR'd. <laughs> so just so happens, <clears throat> scrolling through what what was recorded new, I see um, I see the setup like the beginning of uh, of NXT where. Uh, Breakers doing his promo, and then Malcolm Bivens comes out and sets up a program with Roger Strong. So it's not directly to Champa. Okay. He's gonna have to air quotes climb his way back up, but you know this shit is inevitable. There it is. And by all intents and purposes, it looks it looks like now we'll have. And it, I, I can't see it being a clean victory. It looks like we're setting up for. Uh, Braun Breaker's reign as NXT champion. It's going to be clean. He's he going to go over clean probably WrestleMania weekend if they do another event for that. That said, though, APB out on Samoa Joe, what's the deal? Samoa Joe is working in a corporate capacity. Period. He ain't never been injured. I don't think there was ever plans to bring him back when they did the the the, the brand makeover. And you, he certainly don't fit with what's going on now. Nah, not at all, not at all. Like you can't. You even, might. You could bring him back as an authority figure. You can't even do that. Would you take him seriously in an authority figure with a company whose whose colors are not one or two? Like he, he, he would. <laughs> he would be the one and only person. He's young enough to be believable, but he's also, air quotes, stiff enough to where it's like, I. You know it's funny. If you, oh, if you get man. out of line, he gonna choke the shit out you. You said one and only. Why all of a sudden did I see Ricochet as an authority figure alongside Regal? I just look. <laughs> Ricochet is doing very good to continue to be employed. I don't know what he's done or who he's friends with, but he has mastered the art of being Mark Safe. The pivot is real with him for sure. Start calling him Mark Safe Rico. <laughs> oh shit. So, how fast do we see Kyle O'Reilly in AEW? Ah, what's the next big event? Uh, in well, Feb- what's the next pay per view? Scheduled pay per view? Don't. It's going to be in yeah. February. Whatever the, the February pay per view is. Um, let me see here. That's going to be Revolution. At a, at a the top of the head on that one. You are pro. Somebody's gonna debut at Revolution. I mean, they don't know who. That's been the trend. Is is some kind of debut at every pay per view? Even even though this last one was was Jay Lethal, and we haven't seen him since. I think it's a good thing. Right. Um, it's about time for him to get another high profile match. I don't think you want Jay Lethal working regular shots on TV just against nobodies. I think. You want you want to see him against headline talent because at least for us that's the the space that we hold him in. He's special. Yeah, I, I, we believe that he's special enough to where you can get him a a higher caliber 
what and that again that's not taking anything away from uh Sammy Guevara because Sammy Guevara is a hell of a champion hell of a competitor um but Jay Lethal is used to going up against like people teetering or over the, the heavyweight range Look, Jay Lethal's running AEW either, either needs to be a showcase on the way to a championship reign, or it needs to be a fucking victory lap. And we don't do victory laps with pace cars. And he, right, and he still got, like, by wrestling standards and by AEW standards, 15 more years on his belt. He's in his mid-30s. So there's that. So we need to make the list, check it twice, and start knocking off dream matches. Because <laughs> if you don't have another plan for him or another story, like we gave you the ROHWO, <laughs> we did that <laughs> gave it to you we've served that shit up on a silver platter if you're not gonna go that route then we just need to be wrestling dream matches and so sooner it. or later I need Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole baby when Kenny Omega works himself out need all of that we need and Jay then, Lethal versus CM Punk Jay Lethal versus Brian Danielson Jay talk Lethal about versus, it I mean bring back another Adam Cole match I mean hell let, him, let, him, let him run through the, uh, the entire elite one by one including the Bucks as individuals like, Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen, Jay Lethal versus MJF, Jay Lethal versus Wardlow, fucking uh, Jay Lethal and a tag team partner versus FTR. Look, just <laughs> victory lap this shit for me. And, and let that victory lap last as long as it possibly can. You got six pay-per-views a year, you know, 52 weeks of television. Actually, if you really want to keep it a buck, uh, 52 times three. So then if you <laughs> check this out, I'll be pet. I'll, I'll help be like really fucking petty about this. If you want to, if you've been trolling WWE at every turn, Jay Uso's nickname for a while was what? Main event Jay Uso. I present to you AEW's main dream event, match Jay. <laughs> I love it. I dream match Jay it. Lethal. Because everybody, they are. Here's his new gimmick: Dream Match Jay Lethal. I don't wrestle nothing but Dream Matches. Can you imagine? If you think you stepping in the ring with me and not, and it's not a, so what I want, you're dreaming. Can you imagine if Jay Lethal's uh, attempt at a heel turn in AEW and his next match would be them boys coming out and killing whoever he's in the ring with? I told you <laughs> this is how it was supposed to happen. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how many different times or how many different ways. <sighs> Look, what'd you tell me earlier? Don't 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 break my arm trying to pat myself on the back. Man. It's getting more difficult every episode. <laughs> I'm going to be in a sling by New Year's. Johnny Wrestling. What, when, I know, honestly, I think we don't see him until after the baby's born. He um, might not be. He might not get outside till this time next year. That's dope. Like, let, let's keep it, keep it real. Um, Baby doing February. Congratulations on that off top. Yes, sir. You, the bonding period. You got a nice little stipend to kick it and chill on. You don't have to go do anything if you want to go do, you know, a one shot here or there. All out. All or out. An, an autograph signing, whatever the fuck to keep some money coming in, or a Twitch channel, whatever. He ain't got to leave the house to get money. I put some it all stay out. At home, stay at home, bond with your child, and then come back when you're ready. Yeah, that puts him right at all out. I'm here for that. But is he big enough for that type of a huge ass debut? He seen he seems like the type that gets a TNT uh, title match. Like that seems like his role. Like he'd be a mystery challenger for the TNT championship. Um, I, I, it it remains to be seen. But I would much rather see him debut on Dynamite without fanfare. 
Like bring him out on right. some holy shit type shit. That to me that yeah. would be more meaningful than bringing him out at pay per view. Start featuring the TNT Championship in an open challenge and stop telling people who the challenger is. I'll do you one better. If you really wanted to pop a rating, do it tonight. <sighs> Look, I'm for a nominal fee, <laughs> soon to be a phenomenal fee. We will take some of this broken pencil knowledge, slice it off, and put it on your plate. But not until that direct deposit has cleared. <laughs> that part. Man. And speaking of. Price just went up. Price just went up. For your bitch ass. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, speaking of uh, Gargano. Um. We had conversation over the week, internet chatter, phone calls to to those in the know about uh, the Young Bucks putting on their graduation cap or or dunce cap as it may be. (laughs) From the big Draco school of trolling. (laughs) (laughs) These folks folks said they invented sex. <laughs> Trace Trace songs. There you Uh oh, wait, hold on. What the hell just happened here? What was that noise? Series bitch ass. Let me mark the hell out of that. I don't even have Siri turned on on this fucking laptop. Alright. What you talking about? Damn touch bar. There we go. Alright, mark safe. Um <laughs> That's going to be the episode title, Mark Safe. <laughs> we haven't done that already. <laughs> uh, I'll take it. Yo, um, nah, we, we actually haven't. That's fucking funny. <laughs> so the Young Bucks say they, they invented um, the sneaker culture amongst professional wrestlers. As if 2001 Shane McMahon didn't exist. I mean, <clears throat> okay. So... This made me think about some shit. Shout out, shout out to uh, Ayo Clark. Hey yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause we were chopping it up about this too, and it made me start jogging my memory about how many people had previously worn sneakers while wrestling, not just wearing sneakers during a promo or wearing sneakers. You know, you got photographs of you wearing sneakers in street clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually in the ring wrestling wearing sneakers now keep in mind the the kick pad spat is so that those who are sneaker heads and want to showcase their sneaker their sneaker game can do so while also accentuating their uh, their wrestling attire and what and usually most of those people will wear wrestling shoes wrestling sneakers completely different yeah not streetwear or in this case more specifically air jordans <laughs> Talk, talk your shit, Swab. Foundation Fresh. Now, what up, truck? You know what I'm saying? This where I get down. So with, with sneaker culture, and we know this is like a, a, a reoccurring thing with them. This is their attempt to air quotes, as they say, live rent free in people's heads. Let me let me channel my outer uh, Styles P right now. <clears throat> That's Styles P. Sheik Luch. <clears throat> talk to him. 
<laughs> so this is their latest attempt to do that. And because of the influence of one Anthony Khan, aka Kanos, they are able to get on platforms like this. Like, and this was through Nice Kicks. So for those of you who are in the sneaker culture, you know that Nice Kicks kind of has a name. There's an Austin store. Um, they do a lot as far as sneaker culture and hip hop is concerned. So being able to broadcast this as a news news story on their platform is a win for both sides. It's it's more eyes on Nice Kicks, and it's validation for the for the young bucks on this conversation. However, in the idea of keeping it one thousand, one thousand, wow, in the year. 2001 for certain absolutely 100% irrefutable Shane McMahon is wearing Air Jordan 3's while he is getting dumped on his head by Kurt Angle <laughs> absolute factual you can get on the cock and find that yourself pause uh, let me go a step a step further because I, I did make a list of pe- people who had worn sneakers that I've seen that are affiliated with wrestling and it was like Batista's wrestled in, in Jordans, Kofi's wrestled in Jordans, and amongst other sneakers. And I won't even just make this Jordans. So Batista's wrestled, he has wrestled in Jordans. So is Kofi, but he's also wrestled in uh, Anta. He's wrestled in um, Josh Newborn. Uh, what is it, Newborn? Yeah, he's um, he's wrestled in Adidas. Um, I mean, even, even corny-ass John Cena brought back the blacktop pumps. Now I'm saying, that's 2004. <laughs> Like, what is you doing? He he is fu and Big Show at WrestleMania 20 in Reebok pumps. <laughs> now I'm hold I'm holding the big Joker for the end of this. I'm Uh-oh. running I'm running the table on space. Oh, I, I got a I got a feeling. Hold on, I'm I'm gonna type I'm gonna type the Joker right now in your uh in your iMessage. Nah, you might not get you might get this one, but you might not. Okay. But okay, you got Liv Morgan, you got Carmella, you got uh, Naomi, who's worn sneakers, even though they're the light up bottoms. We, she's still worn. We, we can't talk about uh, Zoe though. Enzo was was a god with it. Enzo is who brought back wearing Heat every week. <laughs> new new exclusive at that too. He put new exclusive Heat on television every week for at least a year. Mm-hmm. So, like, as far as the new era of sneaker goats in wrestling, Enzo is that till we talk about anybody else. Okay. Until somebody else comes along, that's him. Um, who else am I missing? Hogan is always seen in a pair of Air Jordan threes. Matter of fact, the same pair every time. That was that was it, the message that I, that's actually who I put on. I figured that was your ace in the hole, but it's not. It's not the that, Joker. That's, that's a low spade that walked because I was cutting. But hey, but it's spade nonetheless. Yeah, spade is a spade is a spade is a spade. But um, yeah, wasn't good. Try Terry is the Joker. Then you have, matter of fact, let me see who else I told Clark about because we was shoot, we was really chopping this shit up. Now we at we at like easily ten or eleven before we even start talking about the Bucks. We haven't even talked about the New Day. See. Uh, let's see. Jay Lethal has speaking of the spat. Jay Lethal has been seen with heat from time to time. Oh, that's the wrong. Here, go. Bow, bow. Here we go. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh. Okay, Shane McMahon, Cena, Batista, the Usos, uh, both uh, Kofi and and uh, Woods. New Day. Of course, Enzo. We talked about Carmella. Hogan and Jordans. 
uh, and these are all people who have appeared on television since since WWE has been in HD. <laughs> so that's 2008, the, 2009. Since that. Well, and then you go all the way back um, WrestleMania 20. That's Cena. Yeah. Uh, you got Bret Hart cutting promos in 96 wearing Jordans because Bret Hart has worn Jordans his whole life he's, if he doesn't have wrestling boots on. Right. Okay, Google this. When was Michael Jordan's rookie year? Michael Jordan's rookie year was 1984. Okay, Michael Jordan's rookie year was 1984. He has been a sneaker icon since 1985. Facts. When the band one Jordan came out, sneaker culture changed forever. And then he went on to become what some would claim to be the greatest basketball player of all time. So, it is not outside of the realm of possibility that since the early 90s when he started winning championships... Stars from across all sports and entertainment have been wearing Air Jordans. I'll do you one better. We'll go back to 88 when he was winning dunk contests. Or 87 when he was winning dunk contests. In any or all of the above, he wins the dunk contest wearing the threes. And that's the one Shane would wear every time he got in the ring. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> that's still not the Joker. These, and, you know, shout out to all the people who have ring used, ring worn sneakers. I think who else? who else does it now? Like in NXT, uh, even uh, what's 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 my man uh, Miro? Miro does it. Miro does wrestling shoes. Wrestling shoes. That's a little different. Uh, well, I, th- I thought when he first came to AEW, he was actually rocking uh, some, some sneakers. He was like all of them wear sneakers to cut promos and just be on camera because that's the hip right, thing right. to do. They right, feel right, like right, they right. Get spotted, but like actually wrestling. <laughs> so here's here's the big Joker because I didn't even think about this when I first started talking to Clark about it. N- November. 1992. Oof. Dear WCW God. Clash of the Champions ni- 21. Oh boy. In the opening match versus Brad Armstrong, oh. a newly heel turned Brian Pillman <laughs> wrestles his match in Nike Air Force 180s <laughs> and windbreaker pants. Suck me sideways let me uh i live it let me drop this music one time real quick shouts out to marco polo on the beat real quick you can also find that on the cock for a nominal fee soon to be a phenomenal fee i will take some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it between two slices of sneaker culture and put it on your plate <laughs> Straight <laughs> the fuck like with that. a side of rap snacks, so you had your hip hop chips. Oh uh, man, this show's over with already. Uh, Swap, take him to the house. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. Look, this is the exact reverse of of what we were talking about with the shirt. Now everybody knows what we're talking about with the shirt. Go back to the SummerSlam episode. Cena was the last to adopt on the shirt. Cena was one of the first to adopt in the 2000s on this whole sneaker gimmick thing straight up straight up and that was a tribute to being where he's from as a, a, a la another dunk champion d brown number seven for the boston celtics that was a that was an homage to him rocking the pumps before you do the five knuckle shuffle oh and bonus points uh for people who don't know who was synonymous with the nike air force 180 I mean, Pillman's wearing an all-black pair shout out to charles barkley man Chuck, you, you still beefing with Charles Barkley? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Only thing Charles Barkley's beefing with is a brisket. Talk to me. <sighs> well, there's that. Badass. All right. Um, do we want to talk about uh, Good Try Terry right now? Or we want to go a little bit later on the show for that one. I mean, we did mention him with these Jordans, so might as well get him out the way. All right. So <laughs> I'm literally typing good try, Terry. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. Um, there was a tweet that we came across a few days ago uh, where he l- only lost. I'm going to find the source here in a second. But uh, he only lost to four. 14 people clean during his run, during his career. 14 people clean. And now it's time for the That Doesn't Work For Me, Brother Hall of Fame inductees. All right. The only people that Hogan has ever lost to clean during his career. Ever. Lex Luger. Brock Lesnar. Wait, 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 wait. I can name, I can <laughs> oh, name these. I can oh, name shit. most. Of- oh shit! Swabbing his bag. Swabbing it. Uh, that should be the. That should be a new game we play on this. Swabbing his the, bag. <laughs> the, Le- the Lesnar one is kind of shaky. I know it's 2002. I'm trying to remember the pay per view. I don't think it's Unforgiven. I think it's like um, Judgment Day or some shit. Uh, let me, let me, let me do my Googles. Hold on, cause that, this is unprepared for me. Listen, hold on. Let's see here. Let's see. Hulk Hogan loses to Brock Lesnar. It's funny if you spell his name the same way you sound it, it comes out easier. <laughs> Damn. This was on SmackDown, actually. They had a pay per view match, though, too. Okay, so I don't know which one it was clean on. Uh. uh let's see. Let's see. It looks there's like- no way. Vengeance. That's what it was. Okay. There you go. There you go. All right. No, 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 no. Wait, what? It might not be that thing. Did they get a shit nah, away? Nah, they gave it away. They gave it away. Nah, bro. Bro, this there's gotta be like a pay-per-view is- match with this. Nah, listen, I'm about, I'm about to send you the direct quote. From this article I'm looking at right now related to it. Because Hogan got color and everything. Like, I, I'm Googling it, but like, Hogan got color and everything. Why is Hogan. Oh. So. I, I thought it was pay per view. Apparently it wasn't. It was an episode of SmackDown. Because Hogan got. I feel like Hogan got color. Or maybe I'm just mashing this shit up when he got his ass kicked by Triple H. Either way. Because 2002. Was a lot of jobs for Hogan, but not obviously because of this list. None of them were clean. But um, apparently, according to WWFOldSchool.com, I don't know how reputable this story is, but they were one of the ones when that come up first when you Google Hogan versus Lesnar 2002. Mm-hmm. An interesting thing to note here is that there were talks of Vince McMahon wanting to do a rematch between Hogan and Lesnar at Survivor Series 2002. This time with the WWF Championship on the line, but Hogan turned down the offer as he didn't agree to lose to Lesnar again. There's that. It's like they gave it away. Or maybe Hogan said, I won't lose to him on pay-per-view. I'll give you one on free TV. All right. So so we got Luger. Oh, shit. Because let's keep it 100. He did the same thing to Botchbot 98. 
He gave that away on free TV. There was never a rematch on pay per view. Yeah, that was uh, that was in the Georgia Dome on an episode of Monday Nitro. This is factual. 1998. Yep. August. Uh, you got to get a date. <laughs> Don't do that, Swap. Damn near. <laughs> damn near. Cause it's gonna play into this. Uh, let's hold on. This is again. Nitro. All right. Uh, this happened. Date. <laughs> that was the next thing I was typing to was date. July 6th. It was July 6th. August close. It's summertime. It was July 6th. Okay, so every every summer for like two years, maybe three, Hogan would drop the title in the summer. Because Lex Luger got his clean victory on free TV on Nitro in August of 97. The day after SummerSlam 97. Hmm. For some reason, I thought that was on Thunder, but no, you're right. It was on Nitro. Yep. Because he racked him. So, like, fucking Hogan only does jobs on free TV. If he gonna lose clean, everybody gonna yeah, see yeah, it. Do yeah, it, do it where everybody can, can see it and the world can <clears throat> talk about it the next day. So and it's harder to it's harder to find individual episodes than pay-per-views. All right, so we got Luger, we got Lesnar, we got Triple H. Same year, 2002. Rock. That is WrestleMania 18. At 18? Yeah. 17 is Rock versus uh He's not, it's Stone 19. Cold. It's 17 18. and eight, 17 and 18 were both Rock versus Stone Cold. No, 19 is Rock versus Stone Cold. That's the third of that's the third of the trilogy and they skipped the year. Cuz 18 is the year where it's uh Triple H and, and Jericho in the main event. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Scott Hall are working semi-main with Kevin Nash at ringside, and then it's Rock I, I versus forget, I, forget, I forget who I'm asking. That, you're absolutely right. 18. That was the Sky Dome. Yep. I mean, I'd be out here a little bit. <sighs> your, your bitch head. Uh, we are. We are, we are, we are talking about Goldberg. <laughs> we are talking about Goldberg. Sting. They're gonna count 1997 and Starcade. That shit. It didn't come across clean. Nah, not at all. Yeah. Uh, Piper. Um, Starcade the previous year, 1996, lost to the Sleeper. Uh, Angle. That's probably still in that 2002 space. I don't know. What I'm almost show think, that I'm, I'm almost thinking that's. Uh, it feels like Impact. I would have thought Angle got him like in WWF. Google it, cause now you got me curious. Cause the Hogan era of wrestling in Impact, I skipped. <laughs> Uh, that that's not no shit I tuned in for. It, no, so it was, he it wrestled. Was, it was 2002. I'm just saying. Look, now that's what I'm saying. Hogan, Hogan got paid re- very well to put some people on on the map. Oh man, uh, keep going. Let's see here. <laughs> no, because I'm gonna save. The, I'm gonna save that for last. Ultimate Warrior, WrestleMania six. Tony Atlas. Never seen that. Let's see. Let's, I'm about to Google that one. I wonder how how old that was. I wonder if that's late 70s or early 80s. You want? Let's make a guess. <clears throat> guess the year. 78. I'll go 82. All right. Let's see here. That looks like oh 1981 in Madison Square Garden. Ha! Bitch, I'm outside. <laughs> I wasn't even outside when that happened. 
<laughs> I, hell, I wasn't inside or outside when that happened. <laughs> you was inside, all right. <laughs> I wasn't inside the incubator that brought me life. He's swimming. <laughs> I was in, I was in the queue, <laughs> loading. <laughs> you feel me? Uh, Antonio that was a pending transaction. Antonio and Noki. That makes sense. I've never seen it, but I'm certain it happened. That's Japan. Uh, when, what year? I'm gonna bet. Oh. I'm gonna bet ninety five. You think it's that late? Shit. Nope. It's no. It's not. Nineteen eighty. Okay. WWF was still doing Japan tours during Hogan's heyday. Good. So. Good. Good. Into, almost to ninety because it, it took it took Muda and um and uh what was it Muda Terry Funk. So that was like 89, 90. So it was up to that point, WWE, WWF was still doing tours in Japan. Because Road Warriors went over there, or Legion of Doom. Because I've seen, like, on Coliseum Video, which some of that should be on the cock pause, you'll get to see, like, um, Hogan versus Stan Hansen in Japan. Which, at the time, seemed like the most boring shit ever. Not realizing later that it's like, that's a historical piece of footage. But um, if I had to guess, 80, 80, think about it, think about it. Losing to Anoki. Um, the only thing that would make me think it was 95 is if Hogan, good try Terry, had gone over for a collision in Korea. <laughs> but that's Japan, though. <laughs> Which is why I know that shit didn't happen. But they went to Japan before they went to Korea. Like that, they picked up some people along the way. They made a stop. What's the year? Eighty-four. Okay, that's about right. You, yeah, you so were, this you were close. before pre-championship or post? Uh, let me see if I can get a date on this. Um, well, shit. If it ain't like the be- beginning of January, like literally first week, that ain't. That's what I'm thinking. Oh wait, hold on here. Uh. He would defeat Hogan. So this was uh, for the. Let's see here. Because Jan- uh, was it January twenty third, nineteen eighty four? He beats the Sheik, and that's when air quotes Hulkamania starts. So unless you're doing that shit day one, wink, wink. Let's see. It doesn't say. It doesn't have a date. It just has the year. Okay, well, I'm yeah. sure we can we can do our Googles. We, that's that's a findable piece of footage. Um, Andre, that's um, that's questionable. Are that wait? Are they gonna count the twin referee? She just putting Andre over clean. Yeah, that's that's quite that's questionable. Nah, that can't be it. He had to put Andre mm. over like in the late seventies or some shit. <laughs> Here here's a good one for you. Bullet Bob Armstrong. Now that's some player shit there. <laughs> that has to be shit. Bullet Bob? That's seventies off top. Give, give me a year. Seventy nine. God damn it! Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> from half court. <laughs> and it was Christmas Day. So I'm Steph Curry ran this bitch. You understand me? You 16 away from a record, ho. 
Ha! Swish. Now, if if if, if this wasn't a topic of our conversation on the text uh, for the last few days, you wouldn't know this one. But yeah, this I would have. I one, never would have got this. This one. one surprised the shit out of me, and and seeing the footage is even more surprising. But not the era, and not the where. Jacques Rougeau, the Mountie. Jacques Rougeau defeats Hogan in the middle of the ring in Canada in 1995. Blame Canada. Wait, I thought we looked that up. It was 96. Is it? Oh, we were guessing. Yeah, we were guessing, he, but it was 95. He's, he's wearing all black, but he's still got those gloves with the fingers kind of missing. So you don't know if it's like 95 where he's going through his dark phase dealing with the Dungeon of Doom or this is like incubator stages of the nwo yeah like that maybe he he heard some rumblings got a hold of scott norton and talked about what's happening over in japan and talking to bischoff all that but yeah either way 95 in canada and uh but that's a that'll be a hell of a mixtape i'm really surprised and in the article that this shouts out to uh the dummies over at reddit uh the, the tweet we saw came out a few days ago but this the same list was posted on Reddit four years ago. Hey man, uh, information is information regardless of when you get it, but yeah. or or even how you get it. But yeah, but that's good. It's good information to have. That's that's some trivia that I would have never guessed. Fourteen. Out of- yeah, I never, I never would have guessed the number. <laughs> we would have been way off. Do you know how many people that should be on that list are not? Oh, man. Two two people off top or three. I can give you three off the top. Run them. That absolutely should have been on this list and aren't. Give, give us give us a single, a maxi single. Randy Savage. Bruh. Rick without, Flair. Without oh oh boy. The Undertaker. Well, I'm sorry that 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 disregard that. That's what it said. Yeah, that's how it should have sounded. <laughs> yeah, those three particularly should have been because. The whole taker shit was how we got the Tuesday in Texas. And what pisses me off about that is a couple things. One, Hogan put major heat on The Undertaker for that when that happened. Because of the finish with Ric Flair putting the chair under the bottom rope and then Undertaker tombstoning tombstoning Hogan on on the chair and then him selling the whole neck shit. And... Hogan kind of shit on the Undertaker like, well, he was unsafe. Like, you watch this shit a hundred times, his head never comes near anything other than fucking Undertaker's upper thigh. It's the safest tombstone I've ever seen. But what I thought was it was supposed to set up Hogan versus Flair for WrestleMania 8. And we got juiced out of that. Man, big time. We didn't get that shit until two years later in the summer in another company <laughs> and where it should have happened it never like it it happened i believe at a house show and it was a i think it was a double dq was the finish which i mean that's not uncommon i guess they were trying to work the kinks out see how it looked but no one ever explained the only why time didn't work. the only time like that's something that we had talked about as fans for the entire um probably from like 83 when uh, Hogan was on his way out from the AWA because they wouldn't let him uh, lose the Bob, uh, being uh, beat Bockwinkle for the title. Um, so from like 83 to like 89, that was the talk. I, I just, I, 
Richard Fleer. Since he's in such a giving mood with, you know, information and he's answering questions so freely, now would be a great time to ask him point blank period. Why did Hogan versus Flair at WrestleMania never happen? Mm. I want the answer to that question before we lose Richard Flair. Is there anybody that could give us the answer to that question besides Richard Flair? Terry Bollea. Oh. Possibly Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I, I wonder how many episodes of just Vince McMahon talking to himself we're going to get upon his, uh, his his demise, whenever that may be. I don't. If if that footage exists, which it probably does, you ain't gonna you ain't, that shit ain't never gonna see the light of day. That's they're gonna have a whole channel on the network called VKM. That would actually make me go to a premium subscription. No, thank you. <laughs> Speaking of VKM, we talked a few months ago about the uh, the NCAA relaxing its rules and allowing student athletes to be able to get paid for their likeness and also being able to have jobs while be, while still playing football or while playing their respective sports rather for the NCAA, and that's for males and females alike. WWE has doubled down on this, and I asked a question on this episode. Um, about how it would look for a WWE signee who is currently enrolled at a university being paid for training while they're in school until they become professional athletes outside of. We're going to bankroll the rest of your, you know, college existence because looking at that list, at least judging the the football players that are on that list, it doesn't look like there were a lot of draft picks. Doesn't look like they were able to pull like Jordan Davis from fucking Georgia or some shit. Are you talking about the are, uh, the next in line list? Yeah, the NIL list. Yeah, yeah. So that so that's what that's what I'm getting at is WWE announces next in line NIL um, for student athletes who are signed to WWE to transition from their college sports into professional wrestling. One, you foreshadowed this shit uh, I don't know how many episodes ago. It was back in the summer. I can tell you that. It was back in the summer. But here... What a summer! And here's what's even crazier. The next evolution of this is them changing their names while still in college. Can you imagine you playing Division 1, 2, 3 football? Your name government name is no more you have burgundy on the back of your jersey can you imagine that and getting paid for having it on there while you're not even getting paid for the sport you're playing um so that's going to be the evolution because we already know wwe wwe eyes is their names so, so what you're saying is that someone who's signing this next in line program would actually put their working name on the back of a real college jersey? Why wouldn't they? They're they're paid because, for their likeness because the scholarship that the college is giving them has nothing to do with the name, the assumed name that they're doing on an outside project. You put that shit on the back of the jersey you want to, okay? Fork over your scholarship. I think it's only a matter of time before we see it. Let me run down the list of uh, of talent that we have here. Carlos Aviles at Ohio State, track and field star out of Ventura, California. Carlos Aviles Aviles is who I gave the scholarship to. 
six foot six, three hundred and five pounds. Okay, uh, I like it. Haley Cavender, Ooh. Fresno State, Hooper, and also Hannah Cavender, Fresno State, Hooper, twin yeah. sisters. <laughs> Out of Gilbert, they finna, Arizona. They finna whitewash the Bellas. The, they finna scrub the hard drive of the Bellas. You think you gonna speak out against us and how we do business and think we won't find a pair of twins to wipe your motherfucking ass off the planet? Heard a motherfucker saying they made hove. Made hove. Made so. hove say. Okay, okay so, so. Make, make another, another hove. hove. <laughs> motherfucker say, hold my beer. <laughs> AJ Ferrari out of Oklahoma State. He's a wrestler, six foot, two hundred pounds from Dallas. Because, bitch, Texas. Texas. <laughs> uh, oh, he got, he got to keep his last name. He got to keep Ferrari in there somewhere. Hooper out of Duke. Lexi Gordon from Fort Worth, Funky Town. Because, bitch, Texas. Texas. Uh, Aaliyah Hutchins, Wake Forest, track and field, five foot five out of Toronto. John Cron, Portland State, football player, seven feet, 400 pounds out of Riverside, California. Dear God. Riverside, motherfucker. <laughs> Glenn Logan. LSU football player, six foot five, three hundred five pounds out of Kenner, Louisiana. Beignets, young Zion. Isaac Odig uh, o- Odig Basin. Yeah, be careful. Odig Basin. Nigerian from Lagos. Alabama track and field star. Six foot four, two hundred seventy-five pounds. It's track and field? Oh, throwing a shot put? I Discus something Nah Cause you fucking ran And show me He runs like a sub 540 time I'm like No fuck that He ain't gonna be there Very long He got He got business He got got business to handle Yeah (laughs) Mason Uh, You tell me He that size And he runs a sub Sub 540 Kiss my ass He ain't gonna be Working for you No time Mason uh, Paris Out of Michigan University of Michigan Six foot two, 275 pounds, and you know if he's coming from the University of Michigan, he ain't playing football. There's only one other thing he could be doing. Wrestling. From Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Mas- Watch they name him like uh, something close to Mason Margiela. <laughs> or Paris Mason. <laughs> oh my God. Ma- they gonna flip it backwards, Mason Paris. No, that's his real name, Mason Paris. Oh shit. <laughs> Just ride with his real name, that shit fire. <laughs> May, uh, Masai Russell out of Kentucky track and field stars five five foot five out of Potomac Maryland I don't know how long that's gonna last wait what yeah wait, say, say that again track and field star University of Kentucky five foot five five foot five yep this is gonna be a referee <laughs> it's not a hey, it's not a bad career move while you bullshitting it ain't but I'm just asking like you gonna be a referee or a manager because unless you have great fantastic speaking skills you're gonna work behind the desk i don't know how five foot five anybody unless you're a woman how you have any sort of a a future in the air quotes land of the giants <laughs> riley white university of alabama track and field five foot six out of hoover alabama <laughs> what fuck said hoover uh, <laughs> he's so stupid dog <laughs> It's just the way you said it. It's the way you enunciated Hoover. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. <laughs> From the University of Arkansas, 
out of Spring Grove, Illinois, six foot nine, three hundred thirty pounds, football star Dalton Wagner. Is that Vaughn's uh, <laughs> his brother? Vaughn's brother? <laughs> Only if they change the name. <laughs> Broly, Oli, Oli, O. Uh, from Northwestern out of Lombard, Illinois, six foot, 300 pound football player, Joe Spivak. Oh, the, the long lost son of Dan Spivey. <laughs> and finally from Elon out of Hillsborough, New Jersey, six foot one, 285 pound football player, John Seaton. Mm, John Seaton. Uh, <laughs> that's too close to Cena. <laughs> Yeah, you know you're, his you're, name First of all, your name, is, your name is John Get that out of here Seton is too close to Cena You definitely ain't making it with your name, fam Mm-mm. He gonna be Corey Hustle <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you mean, bruh Oh, man That's what we should have done We should have I should have done it with everybody Just picked new names for them <laughs> We can do that next episode <laughs> We are creative services, you bitch <laughs> That give us some shit to talk about um, We started doing some more digging around Came across a couple stories here uh, You came across some Jack Evans shit today That just made me raise an eyebrow And all I'm gonna say I'm gonna let you take it away and give the specifics But here, here's one thing we're, we're in the southern part of America and we know one thing about crossing the border into Mexico two things actually when you arrive in Mexico whether you get there by plane train or automobile number one you do not drink water from the tap that includes ice and all you need everything you drink should come from a resort and you should only be drinking bottled water number two <laughs> under no circumstances are you to put yourself in a position where you could go to jail in mexico because according to martin lawrence in the movie blue streak when he was playing the character of miles don't nobody want to go to jail in Mexico. I ain't been. And I believe him to this day. And there's one thing I ain't trying to see in Mexico. And that's the inside of a police station, let alone a jail cell. <laughs> a federale? Let me read you a series of tweets from one Jack Evans. Quote at Jack Evans 711. This will sound like a fake message, but it is not. I am currently being extorted by two police officers from the Del Valle Police Department in Mexico City. In the last four days, I've had to pay around 7,000 pesos, 350 American, and I am not paying more. So if I get arrested on drug charges in the next little bit, I want to put it out there right now that it was planted by the Del Valle Police Department. Update. I filed an official complaint and got all my witnesses together and there's a lot of them and I am just laying low nothing else to share I would like to take this opportunity to um, solicit your well wishes and prayers for Jack Evans and his next 96 hours as they will be crucial to his to the rest of his life or lack thereof I don't want to lose Jack Evans to something like this but 
people have come up missing for much less. Speculation and innuendo are things that are frowned upon in lots of cultures. Cause, cause here's what we do know: ain't nobody finna go get him. Yeah, ain't, ain't nobody finna go extradite Jack Evans from Mexico. That conversation ain't gonna happen. Cause you know them lines of communication are fucked. You can't even pick up the phone to to fucking negotiate the safe release of Jack Evans. He'd do better making a run for it. Even if I knew Jack Evans and had the wild hair of my ass to drive to Mexico City, and you know I am not against anybody's road trips. Mexico City is a staunch 1,131 miles from downtown Dallas. I don't think so, fam. Even if I did love you, I, we have to figure this out from a distance together. Man, I, Jack Evans, get home safely. Don't go back. Speaking of get well wishes from strange places, we also came across a match between uh, the bloodline, the Usos and uh, Roman Reigns versus uh, Xavier Woods, Drew McIntyre and Jeff Hardy. In this match, Jeff Hardy seems to be a little out of sorts and was uh, he exited the match via a hot tag about 10 minutes into the match and then exited through the crowd while the match was still continuing, being escorted behind uh, in front of security. Can you really call that a hot tag? Uh, lukewarm room temperature tag. <laughs> Leftovers from the night before still on the counter. Uh, Thanksgiving two days after sandwich tag. That's that should be that should be iceberg cold. I was just gonna say like you know the wings you brought in from the club, but you didn't put in the fridge. <laughs> uh, children's quesadilla on the oven. Kiss my end because I know exactly how that <laughs> should go. No, thank you. That's that's hilarious though. Um, pa- parents listening to this will find that funny as shit. Upon reading the story initially, one had but one thought. No, oh, no, 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 no. You, you ostracized me for saying what I Don't said. Don't do that. Don't do yeah, did. Don't, I'm, first of all, roll, roll the beautiful bean footage. <laughs> Whether you do it now or at the end of the show, people will be able to judge for themselves. <laughs> I told I'm not, you. I'm not people. saying that I didn't. What I'm saying is, upon receipt of the story, I was being I along the lines of an optimist. You were being along the lines of a realist. I was being Optimus Prime. <laughs> Hell you mean. This is a Decepticon. The fuck are you doing? <laughs> Autobots roll out. <laughs> More than meets the eye. Face that. <laughs> this is exactly what meets the eye. You can judge this book exactly by its cover. Ah. I don't I mean looking at looking at the match you would think so but I mean there were some signs that that said otherwise yeah. too. Yeah yeah no for real no cap it it's he he's doing a lot of shaking his hand like trying to get feeling back in it so I don't know if it was like a 
uh, it could have been a nerve issue. It could have been like a pinch nerve. It could have been a stinger that he was just trying to work through. It could be uh, significant vertebrae issues because you know that is common. Wait, how it, how Jeff Hardy has been able to navigate navigate past cervical fusion is beyond me. This this man had a motorcycle accident and had a rod placed through his leg. If anybody should have had neck fusion surgery, you got Kurt Angle, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Edge, uh, Christian, Arn Anderson, Armed Anderson. Yes, armed arms, armed Anderson's <laughs> neck surgery story made me fucking cringe. As a person who's kind of traveled that road before, his depiction of his surgery and recovery made me turn the podcast off and come back later. And mind you, Armed Anderson was probably the the godfather for neck fusion surgeries in professional wrestling. Fam, that shit shook me because like I could feel what he was saying and it's like it was cringy. I don't think I don't even think uh, I, a matter of fact I think I don't think anybody else in wrestling has the same surgery that he had. I think everybody else has had better modified versions of that because of how intense his was. Oh, oh no doubt. No doubt. I feel like if he had had a more modern style of surgery that you know Arn may have been able to come back at some point. But the way it went, go out of your way to listen to it, but just be careful because it ain't exactly, it ain't for the weak at heart. Man. <sighs> at any rate, <laughs> chills. Um, you, you hear certain things about certain body parts and, you know, me having a, a neck injury at a young age, you having neck surgery. Uh, I have an ACL anchor to my femur, so if I hear things of like legs, like I, I instantly that part of the body like tingles. Fam, that's exactly what happened. He was talking about the way his neck surgery went, and I felt exactly what he was talking about. I had to turn this shit off. Yeah, it, it's. Like, ugh, it's, it's I, was, I was driving at the time, and I was like, I can't. This is fucked up. It's like, not even pain. It's, it's discomfort. It's it's uh, it's un it's uncomfortability. When you ever hear somebody say something makes their skin crawl, this is exactly what that is. Like and, it and is. Armed Anderson is graphic as they come, with no no punches pulled. And he just he just told his story. It wasn't like he was trying to be over the top. It's the way he told his story, and it was like this is this is truth. This is no cap. There's no extra sauce on this. This is graphic. This is raw. And he ain't even putting no extra mustard on this. He's just telling it the way it happened. <laughs> like he was in the type of pain he wanted to end it oh man yeah he, he asked his affairs manager to bring the pistol <laughs> i'm not making a joke i'm not even laughing because it's funny but i'm just like you know thinking about it with armed anderson like there's always a pistol involved with yeah. armed anderson's yes. around but like that's not even a joke that's real yeah yeah, I, the fact that he's still here is a testament. That said, though, um, whatever, whatever it is, best wishes to Jeff Hardy. If it's the, uh, the, the uh, if it's a repeat offense, which if you're a wrestling fan, you know what we're talking about. Man, get that shit together, man. You got you got a wife and kids at home. 
I'm gonna leave that where it's at. I could have said, I could have, I could have added some color commentaries to that. This is unnecessary. <sighs> There's a show. Get, for your that. Shit, get your shit together. You have a wife and you have a wife and kid. Yeah. Get, yeah. Get your, if if that's the case. Now, if it's like some you know nerve damage type shit, like you know serious situation where you got either neck, nerve, or you know cognitive function issues that are unrelated to substance abuse. Like, uh, like get well it, wishes get, on a speedy recovery. Yeah, get get it checked out. Get it have a speedy recovery. But you've won championships. You're a, you're an icon worldwide. Like sit down. It's okay. It's time to it's time to cash out on that Lloyd's of London. There's still there's still a place for you in the business. It just may not be in the ring. Understand that. Is it, that Sting every, is out. Sting is out here. Fucking Sting was out here just at ringside for a, a small portion of his AEW Let, debut. Let's keep it a buck. Since 2001, Sting's track record in the ring for consistency hasn't been nearly that of the road traveled by Jeff Hardy or anybody for that matter, which is why he's able to perform at 64 years old. But and you, ever heard the, you ever heard the phrase, the best ability is availability? Yes. You know the second best ability? What's that? Reliability. Reliability. <laughs> Superhero shit right there for you. Oh, I, mean, I do what I can to give back to the community. Chick Flair and uh, Drade El Idolo have seemingly, seemingly, Rumored, reportedly, put their uh, relationship al- on ice. Alleged, allegedly, put their relationship on ice. Ice, ice, baby. What? I- it, here's my here's what I think. I'm not an expert, so don't 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 take me to task on this. There's a way to knock a dog off the scent. Arf. If you if you ha- if you're carrying dope, you put pepper on top of the dope. Or Vaseline or coffee ground Vaseline and coffee grounds. That pepper make pepper make the puppy sneeze. That's all I'm saying. This is true. I'm just saying. I, I'm not saying this from personal experience. I'm saying I saw the movie Belly. Let's just say I've had a dog, dog search a bag or two in my day. Neither, you see, neither, neither, you, see, you, see you see Tommy in the kitchen wrapping up stuff, and he's he's slathering it with saliva as he saran wraps it. That's why you're blocking the smell coming out. But yes, pepper will make the dog sneeze, and that is clever as fuck. So gold star for you. Hit the bell. <laughs> You're welcome, sir. Game. Coffee Game grounds given. also work because if you ever go somewhere shopping for perfume or cologne, the way that you refresh your nose palate is to breathe in coffee grounds. This is also true. Um, Life hacks with Broken Pencil Booking Company. Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop. That said, here's what Pat- here's my take. <laughs> Patent pending. I think this is a good way for chick flair to continue to do what she's doing in the e being this the edgy um real life version of herself with with uh, with corporate issues looming in backstage uh loss of best friends because of her quote-unquote attitude or, or her ability or, or inability ability or inability to follow protocol so to speak they just kayfabe to be the kayfabe in the HJ to to a degree, to a degree, I think for them, I think for them specifically, it's kayfabe. I don't think that for the public it is. You see what I'm saying? All right, check this out. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you exactly how to how to tell whether or not this is real or legit. 
give over the next two weeks. Two weeks of SmackDown. I'll give them. I'll give them a pass to do it, maybe more than once. If at any point Chick Flair is involved in any sort of promo war, and it's brought up on TV, then you know it's real, because WWE writers only pick at open wounds. <laughs> they only drop salt where they see blood. <laughs> That's it. You don't hear real life stuff come up on WWE television unless it happened. Because when you have some traumatic shit happen, they love to exploit it. Yeah. So if she's no longer engaged to a person that she, you know, is Matt was in love with and and actively on social media, you know, promoting their relationship, it's gonna come up. Because it's it's real. It's still real to me, damn it. That part. Oh, so man. If, if it comes up on TV, then I'll give it a little credence. And that is the exact opposite of what you should do in most wrestling situations. Mm. In most of those situations, if, it, if no one ever mentions it on TV, now you can start to believe it. Where they dance around it. Are you on dope? Yes. Why, why would you? Like... It's, it's working to give us great TV from MJF and uh, CM Punk right now. Why would you stay away from real life? It depends on who it is. Well, these two are high caliber. Like, I would probably say, like, um, Andrade at this point is upper mid card. Wouldn't quite call him main event, ta- main event talent simply because of his record in AEW and records actually do matter in AEW. Um, his name alone. So they, so they say. So they, they just put him on the lower third. Uh, name name value alone says main event. Everybody knows if if he's if he's given the green light to go that we gonna see some we gonna see some some smoke. He's he's gonna be one of those people that just puts on. He's gonna be that guy in the middle of the show that might put on the match of the night. Every time, Chick Flair, arguably the greatest woman to ever do it in WWE, arguably the greatest woman to ever do it in professional wrestling. Period. Now, what I will say, nothing is going to happen if Chick Flair don't sign off on it because you're trying to be, um, you're trying to acquiesce to demands right now. You don't need to to set her off in any way that you shouldn't. So, all of those surprise lines, if it ain't Becky Lynch saying it to be petty, then nobody else is going to get clearance to to say that because they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Because if you piss her off, life going to get different for everybody involved. We know know Chick Flair ain't ain't above throwing hands whether she throws them better than the person she's throwing them at. She going to throw them. If she feels the need, she gonna say what she wanna say. She gonna do what's in the best interest of Chick Flair and Chick Flair Associates Incorporated. So if it comes, if it's set on TV, you can guarantee she greenlighted it, and then you can start to put some credence to the report. Otherwise, eh, I stay out of people's personal business. <laughs> There's that. Last and certainly not least, uh, rest in peace to Black Jack Lanza, aka Jack Lanza. Uh, passed away today at the age of 86 tag team partner of the late blackjack mulligan as the original blackjacks also tag team partner with bobby duncombe uh senior that is and it was a uh, very uh very instrumental part of keeping the backstage shenanigans together during the attitude era so 
Uh, Tim Bell, salute for you. Jack Lanza, we appreciate your contributions to the business. Long life. You've seen a lot, done a lot. We appreciate your contributions, man. Suave, what else you got? Um, At Broken Pencil BC on everything. Oh, shit. We haven't plugged a damn thing in a while. Show at Broken Pencil BC at all on... Uh, at, uh, Show at Broken Pistol BC at gmail.com. Broken Pistol BC on all things social. Um, that's, uh, let's see here. Mark my words. You can't write this. Fuck the casual fan. Broken Pistol Logic. Uh, you don't with have the this. Shit. <laughs> with, the, oh, yeah. with the shit. And of course, my personal favorite. Price just went up. Price Price just went up. What up, Ron Murray? Oh, did you did you get you can't write this? Yeah, I did. Okay, had to make sure I t- say it again so people heard it. Well, I mean, why not? And that's at Broken Pistol BC on what? Everything. 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 Swap. Take me to the house. Pencil pushers. Heads up. Pencils down. It's tournament season. We coming up on your ass for the end of the year for real. Let go. Pause. Hey, hey, yo, hey, yo. <laughs> Marked safe. Earlier in the show, we made uh, made mention and made light of the situation involving Jeff Hardy. Don't really like we we were we were being in our in our element. Not, nothing to apologize for, but later on. Uh, we found out that Jeff Hardy was indeed released by WWE as it relates to refusing rehab, according to sources. Uh, we wish Jeff Hardy nothing but the best. We hope that his demons don't get the best of him. We've seen too many good people succumb to too many bad things because of said demons, and Jeff Hardy has a history. We just hope that that history is not going to be the only history that we remember him by. So we wish him a speedy recovery on his path to uh, health and wellness so that way he can provide and be the best person, uh, best version of himself he can be for himself and his family. Factual. I guess that's that. I guess I, I, guess I said it for you, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, I mean, I, I've, I've never in... Never more in recent memory have I wanted to be wrong, but I mean, yeah, we, just, are, we are where we are at this point. So now we can only hope for the best. Yeah, this is this is definitely not an I told you so moment because uh, oof, that's not the one you want. But yeah, get well soon, Jeff Hardy, and we'll see you back here in the very, very near future.